Podcast Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. <laughs> How many DMs did you get yesterday? It was shocking. It was shocking. Thank you to everybody who took the time to reach out. We had a conversation about something that I knew nothing about, the Mandela effect. And it is amazing how far down the rabbit hole some people went yesterday. Oh, yeah. I had a couple of people messaging me, including a woman that who was like to her boyfriend, just asking her those questions that I was asking you on the pod about it. Like, what is this? And then he'd reply. She goes, no, it's not. <laughs> He's like, yes, it is. She's like, no, it's not. And then she went even deeper in the rabbit hole. Um, and found out a couple more because I only had time for a few of them. There's a lot of them if you look it up. But uh, anyway, great, great stuff. Let's keep our eyes on this weird phenomenon, whatever it might be, even though we don't have the answer. But we'll keep on guessing and freaking out about it. If you did not hear Wednesday's podcast, October the 11th, if you want to hear just the part about the Mandela effect, which was blowing my mind as we were doing it, it starts at 19 minutes and 45 seconds. Now, we'd love for you to listen to the whole episode, but we understand that time is precious. So if you just want to hear that, 19 minutes, 45 seconds. How are you, Kat? Oh, good. Thank God it's almost the weekend. It's a short week, and I feel like it's dragging. It, uh, it really? I see Thursday, it snuck up on me today that it was Thursday. I kind of forgot it was Thursday until I got into work. So this one's actually been pretty short. Okay. But I've been, it's been a busy weekend at the, or week at the same time. Let's uh, start off, of course, with all the things that are happening, and then we're going to get to the paranormal stuff that I know a lot of people are tuned in for. Uh, Some people say they're going to listen to After 9 for the first time today because they texted in a story about how their house is haunted. Those are coming up right here on After 9. Kat, the Foreign Affairs Minister, says the government is going to begin airlifting Canadian citizens, permanent residents, and their families out of Israel by tomorrow. Some flights may leave today. It's weird how they're doing it, though. Now we've got the details. They're sending Canadian Armed Forces flights to Tel Aviv. They're going to get flown by the military from Tel Aviv to Athens, Greece. Then an Air Canada plane is going to come in and fly them from Athens to Canada. There are 70 Canadians so far that are actually in the Gaza Strip that have asked the government to get them out. And the government says, no, nothing we can do for you until they open up a humanitarian corridor. Hmm. They still won't confirm whether or not there are Canadians being held hostage. But we know there's Canadians being held hostage. The government says it would uh, put them in danger if the government acknowledged that they were holding Canadians hostage. I, I really hope that we figure this out. There is way too many innocent people being killed here, and it is scary shit. But one thing I will say is, I was watching the coverage of it yesterday. You get sucked into it, and Israel's not fucking around. They've got 350,000 reservists that they just activated and sent them all to the Gaza border. If they're going to march into Gaza, where there's like just over 2 million people, and they're going to roll in there with 350,000-plus troops, that is not going to take long for them to get through that that area. And unfortunately, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. I mentioned Air Canada. Brinks is suing them for $20 million. (laughs) This is so messed up. What actually, what we learned happened is so messed up. I thought it was a lot more of an elaborate scheme. It wasn't that elaborate. It was so simple. We were into this story back in April. Here's what happened. The lawsuit by Brinks, the, the armored truck company, 
Yeah, everyone knows Brinks. You're scared shitless of those drivers, aren't you? I am. Well, they look like they're going to fucking shoot and, you and if you walk by them when they're emptying a bank machine. In all fairness, I feel guilty and I'm not doing anything wrong around them. Right. One time, I was coming out of a gas station and they were emptying the ATM. The ATM was in the corner right by the door. I had to walk by them. And you know how it works. There's one person down there on the floor trying to put the money in or pull the money out. And then another person watching to make sure nobody jumps the person that's bent down. All I did was walk by. And the guy kind of lunged at me like I was going to do something. Oh, and I'm like, snap. what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I don't give a shit about your money. I once parked too close to one. Like I was waiting outside of a, a store for someone and I was a little too close for that person's comfort, I guess. And they came to my car door just to check on me. I'm like, you're not a fucking cop. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get oh, ask, I know. What, are you trying to ask for something? Get out of here. <laughs> Go away. I'm waiting for someone that's in the store and they're not robbing it. So why don't you calm the fuck down? Thank you. But otherwise, we like breaks. I'm sure. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, I'm, sure nice you're, I'm sure <laughs> they're doing their job. But, sure. and, and good on them. Like they must get, do they get paid well? Sorry, we are totally sidebarring. This is, this is out of the story, but. I believe they get, they paid, get paid well. well, right? And they're allowed to carry I firearms. So. I was going to say, they have to be paid well because they're all very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like all of that was proof. So the new lawsuit claims that an unidentified individual, we'll call that person the suspect, went into the Air Canada cargo warehouse back on April the 17th, walked up to the Air Canada staff, handed over, a waybill that was fake. They just printed off a waybill that looked like it was from Brinks. Mm-hmm. Air Canada staff took a look at it and said, okay, here you go. And handed over 400 kilograms of gold bars and $2 million US in cash. The thief calmly walked out the door, got in their car and left. Air Canada has no idea what happened to the money. Did they have a fake Brinks truck or a Brinks uniform? Do we know any of those details? I don't know the details, no. Uh, Maybe it's in the long-form version of the story. I've only got the headlines here for you. But in any case, uh, Brinks is saying Air Canada was negligent. They were negligent for having staff that didn't even question this way bill. $20 million worth of golden cash, and you never thought... Maybe I better double check that this waybill is legit. Absolutely. I mean, I do agree with them just from what we know, right? And I know, like you said, like this is perhaps not the total full story of what happened. Well, A, this is an inside job, and that's ex- exactly what I figured it was. This is an inside job. This is someone who knows a thing or two. So either whether, whether that is someone who knows a lot about the airport and Air Canada and how they operate or their lack of operation or whether it's Brinks, they understand how it, the operation in one way or another, or they know someone who does, this to me screams inside in a way. There's no way you or I, if I handed you that bill and said, go try to steal some shit, that you'd know exactly what to do or say or what to bring with you, right? So this is someone who knows, or a team of people, I don't know, who know the scenario, who understand the protocol. What does Air Canada do? Because maybe their staff were in on it. The executives at Air Canada probably had no idea this was going on. And I'm told that this happens fairly regularly. Flights from Zurich to Toronto with gold and cash in them. And they're supposed to get picked up by an armored car and taken downtown to the banks or wherever it is it goes. Yeah. Well, this one was weird because they just gave it away to a stranger first off. If staff is on this, though, what is is in on this? What is uh, Air Canada management supposed to do about it? They're getting sued for $20 million now, and they didn't actually do Dude, anything wrong. It's bad. I mean, I'm like, sure... Like, is somebody getting fired here? I... But here's the thing is you're saying they didn't do anything wrong. When you're an employee for a company like that, the company takes a hit. That's how it works. That's why you need to be vigilant in training and showing that proper training. If they can't prove that those people were properly trained, which I'm not sure if they can, considering they just took a waybill printed out of gosh knows what or 
God knows where, and just went, yeah, it looks legit, and had no other... You're telling me there's no other way that you... There's a process that wasn't missing there? I'm sure there was. There's no way you could just hoity-toity walk up to someone without them having to scan a barcode and run it through a system to make sure it's accurate and truthful. There's no... ID process? Like, give me a fucking break. Those Air Canada employees were missing something, but you wonder whose fault it is. Sure, it's the employee's fault, but also Air Canada has to has to have fault here. That's how it works for companies. Or your original theory was correct, and these are just rogue Air Canada employees, an inside job. Pretending to be stupid and not knowing. I mean, it's possible. Well, I mean, technically their job is to check the way bill, and if the way bill looks good, you just give out the stuff. That's how cargo works. This was more precious cargo, obviously. Yeah. It was worth $20 million. Well, that's the thing. But And they treated it very nonchalant as if somebody was picking up a set of Beats headphones that they ordered online. I know. You know? I, I know. It sucks for Air Canada, but I think insurance, their insurance is going to have to eat it, which is not going to fare well for customers of Air Canada. I watched a legal expert on the news yesterday, and they asked, do you think Brinks is going to uh, be successful in this lawsuit? And he said, uh, frankly, I don't see how they can lose. Yeah. Uh, nor nor can I. I mean, again, unless something's missing here, it's definitely not looking like they're the losers in this scenario at all. And like we said, Brinks has a reputation, a pretty sturdy reputation here. They're pretty good with stuff. Yeah, like I, they know what they're doing and they've done it a long time and those people take their jobs seriously. Just if, if I was going just off of that, I'd say Air Canada, eh, I could see them fucking up. <laughs> Brinks, no. So that's just off of my own what I think. But uh, I'm we're following it, guys. We'll follow it. Remember before the Thanksgiving long weekend a week ago, and they were they were grilling the the grocery executives, and we want stable prices is what the federal industry minister was going on about. Yeah. Well, they all did commit to doing various things, but they still won't tell us what they're doing to stabilize soaring grocery prices. So they announced last week that they had an initial plan to keep prices in check. It includes price freezes, discounts, price matching campaigns, and more. Well, it's now a week later, Loblaw, Empire, Metro, Costco, Walmart. None of them will say what they promised to do. Hmm. Everybody's being quiet about it. Walmart was the only one that put out a comment, and they said their plan is to Continue offering everyday low prices, but that was it. It's not like Sobeys is coming out saying, yeah, we committed to uh, price matching everything at Superstore. It's not like Costco is coming out saying, yeah, we agreed to price freezes on 55 products that Walmart is going to join us on. Nobody's going to say what they're actually doing. Prices should go down a little bit anyway right now. They always do after Thanksgiving. They got away with it, Kat. These fucking grocery chains got away with it again. They won't even tell us what they told the government they were going to do to stabilize prices. Mm. This has got to be one of the most shady operations in the world. It's shady. Grocery operations. It's shady. Unless it's just grocery operations in this country. I'm not sure, but the fact that they won't tell Mm -hmm. us what they committed to is crazy. It's weird. Police in London say two men are facing charges after a woman looking for her missing cell phone got pepper sprayed. Police say the woman was attacked. She tracked her missing cell phone to an address in London. Police say the occupant of the home answered the door with the missing phone in his hand. When the woman attempted to grab it, he fucking pepper sprayed her. Who answers the door with pepper spray? Someone who's been scorned before. (laughs) And stealing phones. (laughs) Police say a second man ordered his dog to attack the woman. That's when she called 911. 
What, the dog bit one of the cops that responded to the call. The accused are going to have a court date coming up in November. It's a weird one because, I mean, it seems like they had her phone. Mm-hmm. But she went to their house and I guess was acting aggressively when she tried to grab the phone. Might not have done anything wrong here. Hmm. I'm really curious to see where that one goes. Yeah, we're, we've, another one we'll, we'll stay on. But I'd also like to know where'd she get or where'd they get the phone then? She tracked it to their house. He had it in his hand when he answered the door. It was her phone. But she, based do on this story, Do you wait for an explanation, it. though? You know what I mean? Like, do you wait for that and ask, like, hey, what's the deal? I mean, to me, this is very, very simple. We all know we can track our phones if our phone yeah. goes missing, for the yeah. most part. So you track your phone. Don't go and knock on the door yourself. Phone the cops. Hey, listen, my phone got stolen. I've tracked it to this house. I'm standing out in front of it right now. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to knock on the door or do you want me to wait for you guys and you'll come and knock on the door? At least involve the police. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow is backing a proposed hike to the city's vacant home tax as a way to help battle the housing crunch. Chow says raising the tax by 1% to 3% will encourage the transformation of vacant homes into rental units. She adds it will otherwise bring in extra dollars to pay for much-needed affordable housing and shelter initiatives. This is what's shitty about politics. This is what I fucking hate about this. So she puts this human spin on it. Oh, this is this is going to pay for so many affordable housing spots and shelter spots. Fuck off. It's not your house. Somebody bought that house. They pay for that house. Good money. They paid their land transfer tax. They pay their annual property taxes. For the city to want to tax them again because nobody is in it? Get the fuck out of here. There's nothing wrong with owning a home that you just keep for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody staying in my house. I know that I could rent my house out on Airbnb, but I don't want to. And frankly, I did everything right. Legally purchased the home, paid the land transfer tax, I paid the property taxes. The city has no right to come to you and say, well, now we're going to tax you even more because you're not actually staying in it. That is actual insanity. They can't tell you what the hell to do with your home. You know what that is? So many politicians have dropped the ball on housing. The feds, the province, the city, they have dropped the ball and fucked this up so badly that now we've got this wild housing crisis that's being made worse by all the immigrants and refugees coming. And they want to go after people who didn't do anything wrong. They just happen to own two properties. Maybe there's a reason there's nobody living in it right now. And it's none of your goddamn business why there's nobody living there. You want to tax a home because nobody's living in it? Maybe you should have built more homes when you had the chance instead of now putting this on the backs of homeowners who paid for it. It's not like they stole the house. It's theirs. Hey, if I want to have a condo downtown Toronto that I'm saving for my kids when they graduate from university. Great. I don't want somebody living in it. I know I could rent it out. I could Airbnb But that should just be a choice of yours. But that's my choice. I can't have Olivia fucking Chow coming down there saying, well, we're going to tax you a few thousand dollars extra because there's nobody actually living in here right now. And they're shady about it too. It's not like any other operation where they'd have to go door to door looking for people. They're looking at the hydro. Oh, not a lot of hydro is getting used at that place. Must be vacant. Ooh, not a lot of water is being used at that unit. Must be vacant. And they're just sending letters saying prove that somebody lives there. Nobody should have to prove anything. This is one of the most ridiculous overreaches in the history of Toronto government, and that is a government that has a history of overreach. 
So for them to be doing this is wrong. And if you want to stand up and oppose this, I'll be right there behind you. One more before we get to the haunted shit. Cat, an Ontario woman, she's from Pickering, is appealing her bank's decision to not reimburse her after scammers drained $4,000 out of her bank account. Oh, geez. This There's ha- so many stories like this, by the way, right now. It's oh, insane. I know. And the banks, who are making more money than ever in the history yep. of banking, yep. are burying their head in the sand and accepting no responsibility for their system. So here's how it works. It was back in early August. This Pickering woman noticed some strange activity in her bank account. Someone had sent two e-transfers totaling $3,918. So she contacted the Bank of Montreal, BMO, and she said someone hacked into her bank account and stole this money. Turns out what happened was not only did they hack into her bank account, they hacked her email. So when it sent the (gasps) two-factor authentication request, the people got the two-factor authentication So from the bank's perspective, it seemed normal. They sent out the two-factor authentication. It got authenticated. Transaction done. Well, the woman wants the bank to cover the loss. They're saying it was still your system. My money was with your institution, and it's gone. Whose responsibility is this here? Mm -hmm. I do think that banks shaft their customers at every opportunity they get because they don't care about us. If you're a, maybe you like going to your bank. They're at, they, they don't care about you. They really don't. You're nothing but a number. They just want your money, and they want it in the bank. If you have a problem, watch how quickly they turn their back on you. Yeah. You just watch. Yeah. But right. in this case, this might not be the bank's fault. She got hacked. Don't know how that happened, but she got hacked on the email end. I think if they just broke into her bank account, yeah, the bank should have to reimburse her. That's the bank's fault. But the fact that she had two-factor authentication on... And they hacked her, her email, email to get it. Yikes. And she probably felt so safe because she had two-factor. And she thought, there's no way anyone's getting in here. It does make you... We should always be vigilant. And and I'll, I'll admit, I'm guilty of that sometimes, too. I should change my email passwords more often than I do, right? Stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, in this particular case, it's up to us to kind of secure all of that stuff, isn't it? I agree with you. If it was one of those things where they just hacked that and managed to figure out how to take your money out of your account, that's a bank problem. Yep. But in this case, it was two-factor, and they managed to hack her email. I'm not I'm not sure where it will end up, but... This isn't foolproof either. It's sad, either. and it sucks. It, it is sad. Luckily, it was only 4000 I mean, if we were talking like six figures or even five yeah. figures, that would have been catastrophic, especially at this time. It, it's not foolproof, but if you're going to do the two-factor authentication, at least have it go to your phone, not to your email. Yeah, email is agree. too hard to hack. Agree. Uh, yeah. If you can at least get it going to your actual yeah. phone via text or SMS, that's the better way to do it. And you'll get an alert right away, right? That's happened before to people um, I know where they'll just get an alert right away of here's your code for logging into this. And they're like, I'm not trying to log into that. It gets to you pretty immediately where you can go on, hop on quickly and change your password Mm -hmm. as soon as possible. We had a really interesting conversation this morning on the Scott and Cat show. And you're going to hear a little bit of it this afternoon on the show in London. And we'll read some of these texts in Barry tonight as well on Fresh 93.1. It is about paranormal and haunting in our homes. And this isn't just coming up because it's, oh no, it's only coming up because it's October. You never get stories like this in June. Not often. <laughs> not often. We have we have dabbled in this a couple of times outside of the realm of October because I always find it fascinating. But we really hear a lot more of it this time of the year. Well, on this, the eve of Friday the 13th, 
New survey, 42% of homeowners say they have felt a paranormal presence in their home. Almost half have felt something paranormal in their home, or at least something they couldn't see. 37% have heard unexplained sounds like footsteps or voices when there was no one else around. One in five claim they've actually seen apparitions or ghostly figures in their home. One in five. And despite all of that, only 16% believe their home is actually haunted. That number is way up because it used to be at like 5 6%. Mm-hmm. So, we asked you, what was your unexplainable, paranormal, ghost-like thing that happened to you in your home? We got more texts on this than almost anything else we've talked about in the last few months. Yeah, we have. A, a lot of people with encounters or they believe they have encounters. And we're going to bring in uh, Octavia in just a sec to read most of these. But I did want to mention this one because I died laughing at this one. <laughs> she says, the other night my two-year-old wasn't sleeping well. Sick, coughing, you know, the whole nine. I was trying to get her back to sleep around 3 a.m. That's when she looked and pointed past me and then tapped her pillow and said, lay down. And I said, you want mommy to come lay down? She said, no, not mommy. Uh... I said goodnight and promptly left the room. When I told my husband the next day, his response was, you just left our child with a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did, and I'd do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Kids, man, I'm telling you, kids. There's something about kids. Honestly, my kids kids have done it too. My kids have done it too where they'll say something, and I'm like, who are you you talking to? And they're like, oh, they they just left. And you're just like, what? And then, (laughs) Like, but they don't give you full answers on what they're talking about. Like, were you joking or not? Like, my kids won't even tell me. I'm like, so I'm going to I'm gonna hope you're joking that you were just talking to someone that's not there. Or do you have an imaginary friend? Or they'll just say things. Like, didn't you see that? And I'm like, I never saw what you're talking about. Like, it's weird things. Weird things that happen. What else are people texting in about? Uh, somebody texted in, I grew up two houses down from a cemetery. My mom grew up there too. And once when my sister and I were small, she heard us running around when we should have been sleeping. My mom saw one of us at the top of the stairs in a blue onesie. She came up to put us back to bed and we were asleep. One in a pink onesie and one in a yellow onesie. So where was the pink onesie? So it was someone in a blue onesie was running around upstairs, but the kids were wearing pink and yellow. Yikes. And that's somebody around here, that's right? Some that's some shining shit. I don't like that shining shit, man. I don't shit, like that man. either. That's fucking creepy. Ugh. How do you explain that? You can't explain you that. You can't explain that. So was it somebody else's kid or was it like a... <laughs> someone color, tell me someone's colorblind. <laughs> yeah, tell me they can't see color. That's the hope. And someone else texted, so I live in a house that was built in 1871. And when we first moved in, people used to say they could feel something in the house. My daughters were younger, and they kept losing jewelry, earrings, necklaces. And by then, a few of us did happen to see a young girl standing at the front door. One night, my daughters had girlfriends that had stayed over and slept in the living room. When we came down in the morning, we couldn't find my one daughter's friend, found out that she had seen this little girl standing at the front door, and she left. My daughter eventually went to her bedroom and and told this apparition she was okay with her in the house, but could she please bring back all the jewelry? Later that day, it was laid out on her bed, and this person texted in again and said, after that, they didn't see anything. Nothing else happened. 
But that's a weird one, right? All the jewelry was just what laid out heck? on the bed. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Can ghosts can't do that? How shit. do they do? That's it. That's ghosts the thing. Is like stuff, the physical right? stuff is what gets me. Yeah. We had a texter say that they do laundry in the basement, right? A lot of people might have their laundry in the basement. Fill up the fill up the dryer. Up the steps they went, and the door swung open as they reached the top step. After they put the load in the dryer, it just swung open and clothes flew everywhere. And then the lights would flicker on and off down there and stuff. Fuck that. Basement, I can- I'm out. I'm going to give you an explanation for that. They overloaded the dryer. Okay, I like this. Give us a proper explanation. They overloaded the dryer, Uh and, you know, it was just the right angle, too much weight coming down at once. It forced the door open, and of course, when the door opens and the dryer's on, clothes spill. The, the rickety lights, it's a basement. It's probably not even finished. Probably so, not wired properly. Something's probably, up. Yeah, it's yeah, probably going to burn down yeah, at some all point. Right. Good, good, so, good. I mean, <laughs> it's probably, you should probably look into that. <laughs> okay, that one creeps me out, but I can come up with an explanation in my mind for that. The jewelry one, though, I can't explain that. that that's messed up. Yeah, the physical stuff is messy. It's what, weird. What else you got, Octavia? My son went on a walk through a cemetery with his dad. Why would anybody go for a walk through a cemetery unless you were going to visit you know somebody what, that though? died? Man, they spend a lot of money in cemeteries, y'all might know, because they groom it nicely. They've got nice flowers, and sometimes the path is lovely. I could see people walk through a cemetery just because it's a nice path to walk on rather than a shitty sidewalk that the city never takes care of because right. people are paying good money for that cemetery. That's why. That's my guess as to why. Uh, so they went for a walk through the cemetery. And he came home and he was super excited to show me this rock that he found. My husband told me he refused to leave it there. And it was in the children's section of the cemetery. Is there a kid's section of a cemetery? I guess some cemeteries. Do they just have all kids? Cemeteries are weird because some of them seem to be a free-for-all. It's just whoever got there first. And other ones are like, well, this section is only for Muslims. This section is only for Christians. And this section is only for whoever. Mm. And they section it off by like age, gender, sex. Oh, so it sex, depends on the cemetery. Yeah, you get like a ladies only cemetery. For <laughs> <all>. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Like a private school. Yeah. Wee! <laughs> all right. Continue on. The same night I was alone. Kids were asleep upstairs. Around midnight, I heard footsteps running down our hallway. I went up and the boys were sound asleep. My dog wouldn't even go up with me. The rock was returned, and I saged the house. I'll bet. It's amazing how many people are saging because of shit like this. Most of the text messages said, I had to go out and sage after that. Don't touch my rock, punk. Fuck you. Picture <laughs> <laughs> a little kid in one of those hats. You know those hats? <laughs> it's, it's Peaky Blinder hats. Like, hey, fuck you. Give me my rock back, bitch. I want my rock back. Yeah, give me that. I was playing with that. <laughs> and the ghost goes back. Octavia? More? Oh. Yeah. Uh, hey, Scott and Kat, my mom passed away, and my son was only three months old. We put him in a crib, and in the morning, we woke up, and he was on the floor. What the fuck? Kids climb, though. Okay, so I used three to climb months out of my crib. old? Maybe he's a very athletic kid. It's a three-month-old. A very athletic Are you guys sure you weren't, like, drunk, and you played with the kid on the floor, and then you forgot the next morning or something like that? Mm. That's messed up. And, sorry, she mentioned that her mom, he or she mentioned their mom passed away? Yeah. So they think that that's linked? That I, mom I took so, the baby yeah. out of the crib? Yeah. Imagine if you had, like, the baby monitors where you could actually see what happened there. Well, that's what some people do. Ooh. They watch that They watch that shit, and they've seen things in the monitor. Some of them are just shitty monitors, though. Like, I've had that before where my friends are like, look at this video. I'm like, first of all, stop watching your kid all the time. Like, they, they, can, they can sleep by themselves. But they'll show me, like, a little spark in the back. or like, that's 
that's a fairy or something. I'm like, no, I think it's just dust and your camera just caught it. It's just a shitty lens. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's I... a glare. But now and again, you do see ones that are kind of freaky. Kind of freaky. Before you read the next text, if you saw a house that you loved mm-hmm. and it was a great price, but the realtor told you it was haunted, mm. would you still buy it? I might. Really? Uh, can After I get everything specific? you just heard. Uh, can I get specifics though? Like I would want specifics. Like how is it haunted? Am I hearing noises or footsteps? Am I seeing things happening? Is it just like a bad vibe? Like I need to know more details. Did someone All die there? Somebody died there and they may be buried, buried and they murdered in the their family or something too. Like it that was, shit I'm out. Like uh, that shit's too much for me. So no. Like it was a horrific scene. No, like I wouldn't do that. But it's like underpriced by a hundred grand. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. One in four would. Twenty-four percent of people say they would buy a house that they know is haunted if the price is right. And that is why we have to get interest rates under control, folks, because yeah. nobody should be the in that fact, situation. The fact that people are like, yeah, I'll get <laughs> raped in my sleep to save a hundred grand on a home. <laughs> oh, that's another one. These ghosts. <gasps> yes. That, that or are you going to say like they the, touch? The sex stuff. Okay. Can I read this one that I saw too? So Julia said in her first year of university, she lived in a res that was an old nunnery. Okay. Okay. Where, where nuns used to live. I think like people, a I think people know this. Yeah. She said, I had many encounters. I woke up one night to someone sitting on my bed, rubbing my legs. Nobody was there, but I could feel them. Like, get the fuck out. Like, I'm like, wow. I quit school. I quit this residence. <laughs> I'm out. No. Yeah, that's messed up. Like, the physical Ugh. touch one, that's what gets me. The physical, like, someone feeling someone touch their arm, they say, or whatever. I can't do that either. No, no, no. What do we make of these people that say they've had sex with a ghost? Oh. Because some people believe they have. Yeah. I think. Are they crazy? Yes. They are, I'm leaning oh, they toward are. crazy. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyone else with me? I'm leaning towards that's a little crazy. I just want to know what kind of sex. Yeah. Yes. Like, was it like a, just a tip the kind of thing? Or are you or? sure it wasn't just a good dream? Maybe it was a great dream. I mean, you know, it could have been a great dream. Huh. Maybe. Uh, okay, Octavia, read me a couple more. My sister's cell phone, which was dead, was in the basement. It called our home phone line, and when we answered, it was just static. But the phone was dead in the basement, that's, and it called the house. Weird. Yep. Huh. Hmm. Do you find yourself, as you're listening to these stories, trying to figure out what the ghost wants? Because yeah, they like, say most of the time, if there's a haunting, the ghost wants something, or there's some unresolved issue. Yeah, that's right. That's why they have people coming in and kind of smudging or saging or doing something to cleanse that issue. And t- you have to tell them to go away, right? right you have right, to tell right. them. I don't know. In that case, what would that be? I don't know. Huh. Charge your phone, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> the 15 is out now, you know. <laughs> it's on sale for Prime Day. <laughs> you got another one? Uh, someone texted in, this happened just yesterday. I'm outside with the dogs. I run a doggy daycare, and all the dogs were surprisingly really quiet, just sniffing and looking around, but it's surrounded by cornfields. No people for kilometers, and I swear I heard kids laughing. All the dogs looked up, and my head shot up too. It was so distinctive, and there was no one around. That's oh, weird that too. creepy kid. Like children that. laugh. Children laughing. Mm-hmm. It's worse than children singing. <laughs> that sucks too. <laughs> when there's no one around, hearing that noise would freak me right out. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. would freak me out. Dogs, by the way, on that note of animals, though, animals know things, right? Like, I mean, anyone who owns a, a, a dog, I don't know about cats. I never hear this about cats, ever. But when it comes to dogs, I don't know. They get a sense about that kind of thing. They get a sense about a lot of things. People believe that they can sense illnesses in us before we know. Yep. Right. We've had. People, I believe that. Yeah. We've had a lot of people as we have these conversations as well, reach out and say, yeah, I'm pretty sure my dog knew that I had cancer or my dog knew that we needed to do this or my dog sensed that we should do that or whatever. I feel like dogs know something when it comes to ghosts. Too. Do you think they can see them or just smell, sense them? They got a good sense of smell. It could be that. Do ghosts smell? That's maybe only dogs can smell it. How would we know? Oh, that's true. Right? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, I'm here for whatever you're going to put out there today. Yeah. I will just listen because I do not know. Because <laughs> I fucked you up with the Mandela effect you yesterday. really <laughs> fucked me up. I got to watch that movie this weekend. Uh, okay, listen. Thank you to everybody who took the time to share their story with us. Sorry to hear about your predicament. Hopefully the haunting goes away. There are ways that you can, they yeah. say, get rid of a haunt in your house, right? The sage is one way. Saging or smudging, there are two different things that you can do. And there's actually professionals that will come in and do it for you. So if you truly feel like your house is haunted and you don't like it, the second thing that you can do is if you feel like there's a person or a presence, you can just tell them. You have to be very verbal and let them know, I don't want you here. I'm not interested. See how that goes. For me, I think that that might do the opposite. Like, I'd be afraid if I was like, we don't want you here. They're like, oh, the fuck you do. (laughs) (laughs) And then later that night... I wake up with like a black eye or some shit. Like, no, I'm not telling them to go away. I'd rather bring some a high priest in or some shit to do that. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Um, just quickly, I kind of along the same lines. I read a really interesting article this morning that because the demand is so high and the resources are so scarce, particularly in New York City. They don't have nearly enough mental health professionals, but now more people than ever are going out to seek the help of mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. They say that has created a resurgence in the popularity of psychics and tarot card readers. Interesting. So people can't go and get mental health help. So they're going. So they to went see- for a tarot reading or they went to see a psychic. Well, one thing I will say to that is sometimes people just need someone to talk to. Okay. And they need it outside of their bubble, whoever that might be, family, friends, whatever. They need someone to talk to. And sometimes that's a that's a relief for them. Not speaking to everything, because, of course, when we're talking about like heavy depression or any number of things that that's not the case, you've got to seek professional help. But sometimes if you're just talking to someone with an outside thought, even if it is a tarot reading, maybe it'll help. I don't know. But can I put that on my benefits or is that only actual that's mental health prob- professionals? That's the problem. You can't. <laughs> You can't do that. I'm going to put a claim into Green Shield today for see a tarot ha- card reading and see what they say. <laughs> see I'll put it under mental health. See what happens. There's a lot of things you could put under. You want to start with that game. Oh, yeah, mental health. Here's my LCBO receipt. <laughs> <laughs> this bottle of wine really helped. Before we go, uh, hey, listen, I know that we were down on the Leafs a little bit, especially after last year. Last night, with about eight minutes left, I was ready to quit the team. I was so fucking mad that they were getting blown out by Montreal, losing by two goals. And then Austin Matthews did what Austin Matthews does. Scored a goal to get him within one. Then he did it again. Scored another goal to tie it up. We need the big four to, to just be outstanding this season if we're going to have a shot at winning the Cup. Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares. Well, last night, wouldn't you know, Nylander scored. Marner had the shootout winner. Matthews with a hat trick. Tavares with at least three assists last night. 
Everything we need to happen happened last night. They did it with heart. They did it with character. They had some rookies in there that fit right in. Samsonov, a little iffy there, but he'll get it together. He's a great goalie. I was real impressed, top to bottom, except with the new goal song. Shut up. You didn't like it? No, it's stupid. What's wrong with you? It's such a leafy fucking thing to do to finally acknowledge that fans are sick and tired of Hall & Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True, so they come up with a new goal song, and who did they choose out of every song ever recorded? Who did the Leafs choose for their goal song? None other than the damn Steven... What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that song? Out of all the songs in the world. Yeah, it's great. It's a great song. Unfortunately, that damn song is by the house DJ for the fucking Vegas Golden Knights. Listen, eh. We never played the Golden Knights. Who gives a shit? Anyway, that's that's not the only goal song, though. Like, thank goodness for that, too. Because the the one thing I did not want again was the same song over and over and over and over and over. Hall and Oates, fucking terrible song. You make my dreams come true. Garbage. Garbage. Uh, Jeffrey Oates and Stephen Hall. I don't care what their names are. No offense to them. I'm sure they're lovely people. But I don't. I saw them once at Darien Lake. They're great. I don't. (laughs) I don't like it, so I'm glad that they're done. So uh, anyway, to confirm with you guys, there's uh, they did announce that there's going to be several songs. So you're going to hear different ones. And they're doing Throwback Thursday, like we do on our morning radio show on Thursday mornings. They're doing throwbacks. So on Thursdays, I don't know what like genre, like what genre exactly that is, or if it's going to be different genre, or they're switching it up every goal, or if it's one song per Throwback Thursday. They didn't specify. Then there's like a Next Generation theme that they're going to have some nights. It all depends on the game and where they're playing because they're going to theme it to that. Got it. But the staple, the like one that they're, you're going to hear the most is Pursuit of Happiness. The Steve Aoki remix. The Steve Aoki remix. Yeah, because you can't play the original. No, the original. Crush it up, take a hit. You can't do that. Yeah, he was like three no quarters pop. of the way completely yeah. fucking stoned when he did that. <laughs> yeah. Steve Aoki finally saved that song, and now we picked it. And well, Aoki works for the yeah. Golden Knights. We got to go, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday. Tomorrow we kick off the weekend, and I'm pretty confident our full-time boss and part-time co-host. Oh, good. Dave Blizzard will join us tomorrow. Great. Have a good one. Bye.